Welcome to another episode of Husky Talk. Our guest today continues to carry on the family legacy of running sled dogs. His grandfather is known as the father of the Iditarod as he co-founded the race. He is a two-time champion of the Kobuk 440 and the John Bergreese sled dog race. Please consider heading over to his website and ordering a t-shirt to support his dog, Wildfire, who was recently injured in a recent accident. We will put the website in the show notes. Please welcome to the show, Ryan Reddington. With this being the 50th... Hello, Ryan. Welcome to the show. Hello. <laughs> with this being the 50th anniversary of the Diderod, we are going to start off the show with a little Diderod trivia. We have five questions for you. Are you ready? I'm ready. First question. Who founded the Diderod? Joe Reddington Sr. Second question. Who won the very first Iditarod? Dick Wilmore. Good. Third question. Who was the first female Iditarod champion? I mean, Libby Riddle. Good. Fourth question. What was the closest finish? 1978, Dick Mackey and Rick Smith at one second. Good. Fifth question. Who was the oldest person to ever finish the Iditarod? Joe Reddington Sr., 1997, 25th anniversary, is 80 years old. He finished 36th place out of 54 teams. It was Norman Vaughn. He was 48. 84. 84. He started the race, but he didn't finish. Oh. Oh. Uh. You got it right. You got five out of five. Can you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, I'm 39 years old, and I've been racing dogs for a long time, and I think every year since I've been five years old. And I um, been, uh, grew up. Um, my dad is Ramey Reddington and my mom is Barbara and, um, my mom ran in the very first junior I did her out and my dad ran in the very first I did her out. He ran in the very first two I did her out. And when I was growing up, my parents always had about 90 to a hundred dogs and, and, um, my life growing up was very doggy and, and, uh, I continued that as I got in a, an adult and got my own my own kennel and breeding program and I've read many, many times and, and I love, I love dogs and I love nature and being out on that Iditarod and, and being in the race and carrying on a family tradition. Your grandfather, Joe Ramson Sr., was the main founder of the Iditarod. What did it feel like growing up in a family so heavily involved in the Iditarod? Yeah, I, I I watched my grandpa, and my dad run in many many races, and and um, I, something that I knew growing up that I wanted to be an itinerant musher, and and I I love being a part of the race, and and uh, and carrying on uh, where 
Reddington can still be in the race and, and compete in the race. What does it mean to you to connect to honor his memory by participating in the race was so passionate about? Yeah, he, he was a very doggy guy and he wanted to, um, he lived for the dogs, you know, he loved the dogs. And I think it's an honor to, to um, be, be in the race and, and I, I used to, when I first started running the idea route, that many of the old timers at the villages would come down and tell me stories of my dad and my grandpa when they were running the race. And back when they were running the race, a lot of those times it was um, where they could stay at mushers, at, the mushers could stay at how, their houses, um, not a designated checkpoint like it is now. And they, they'd come down and tell me stories of, of my dad and my grandpa running on the race and staying at their house and, and they'd laugh and, and it was so fun to hear their stories and, and um, uh, and just to be in the race and, and, and enjoy it and know that, um, that I'm following that after their footsteps is really, really important and special to me. Being so close to the Iditarod growing up, why, what types of changes have you seen in the race? Yeah, that's a great, great question. Uh, the sleds have changed a lot. The headlights have changed a lot. The technology on the headlights, you know, B-cell batteries was, was um, what I remember my dad and my grandpa using, and um, now it's lithium batteries where they're very light and um the sleds have gotten a lot smaller and and uh, the sit down part on the back of the sled is a lot nicer too uh, the seat part where you can rest your legs and and um uh, the booties have changed a lot like they used to be run polar polar fleece booties when i was growing up but they wouldn't last as long and now they're a kadura fabric that last 90 to 100 miles you know and um the cookers have changed a lot um they gotten a lot lighter more efficient and a lot of the harnesses have changed too like there's many mushers that use a different styles of harnesses back when i was a kid it was mainly a what they call h-back harness and uh x-back harness but there's a lot of different harnesses that mushers use now uh, even myself included I use one that's called a passback harness now that's completely completely different but um, I think the training um, seemed to get more and changed a little bit too like back then they were more focused on speed and now it seems like training they're not going as fast, but as they did years ago, I think the race uh, has slowed down on on the traveling speeds. But they rest less and and trying to focus on a dog that will uh, recover faster and where they don't have to rest as long and and continue on down racing after a shorter shorter break. What change in the Iditarod do you think your grandfather would be most proud of? 
Uh, I'd have to think about that. I'll get back with you on that maybe here. What change in the Dinrod do you think your grandfather would not have liked to see happen? I think getting getting it down to a 14 dog race. I think he was he was for more dogs in the race. Um, and you know when he started it, it was unlimited, and then it got down to 20 dogs, and then. Uh, it changed in 1994 to 16 dogs, and then a couple of years ago they changed it down to 14 dogs. And uh, I think I think um, he would have liked to have seen it stay stay at 16 dogs. Your son and daughter are continuing to carry on the family tradition of racing sled dogs. Talk to us about their involvement in the tradition. Yeah, Eve and TJ, they, they were mushing dogs. A couple of days ago here, they both took a three-dog team out, and uh, they're six and seven years old, and they love the dogs, and, and uh, they're very, very doggy kids, and they they love spending time with them and, and feeding dogs, and um, I hope they carry, carry on the mushing tradition, and um, they both... They both raced um, races, and and uh, I love watching them watching them mush. And reminds me, like when I was a kid growing up, you know, uh, how excited I was, and how how nervous, and how you get to see once they hit the trails, how how that nervousness goes away, and they start relaxing, and and. Um, it's pretty cool. Um, Eve, Eve likes to go fast, so she wants my very best dogs, you know. Um, and um, yeah, he he don't mind going a little bit slower, but it's fun to watch him mush and race and and um, and be a part be a part of it. Your best finish in the Iditarod was seventh place just last year. What do you think it? you think it takes to win the Iditarod? Yeah, I think it, 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 to run a very smart race in the beginning, um, not to go too fast, and uh, the race can be lost on that first day. And I think last year I went a little bit too fast in the beginning, and, and uh, it took just a little bit of the speed away from my dogs at the second half of the race. And I think that... Uh, Good, good training and um, a lot of hard work on 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 training and and uh, just being smart smart in the race. I hope this year to improve on the seventh and be in the fiftieth anniversary. I think it'd be pretty awesome if if a Reddington could win the race one day. And I'm gonna give it my best shot this year. Are you? You won both the Kobach 440 and the John Beard Grease sled dog race twice. Two very tough sled dog races. Do you think competing and winning both of these big races help you in the Dirod? With the Kobach 440, it's uh, last year was a very tough 
race with uh, really crazy, windy weather and um, blizzard conditions. And um, it definitely gave me confidence if the weather gets bad and uh, I did a lot. So I'm, I'm kind of hoping that is kind of a little bit miserable because I know my dog can go through it. I know I can go through it as well. And uh, my dog keeps shining that Cobra 440 last year through all that bad weather. And, yeah, I, I definitely gives me confidence. And uh, Bear, Bear Grease is a, is a great, great race for preparing the dogs for Iditarod. And, um, this year, there's 26 teams signed up for it, and we're getting ready to start that race on the 30th of January. So I think in about 10 days. And um, I'm excited to get in there and see see um, how my dogs, some of my younger dogs that have jumped up into the main group for the first year racing to see how well they do and study them and see if they're going to be the ones that go in that I did around with me. Last week, you were involved in an accident with your dogs in which you were hit by a snow machiner. Can you talk to us about this and how you and your dogs are recovering? Yeah, unfortunately, I did. I was training on a popular multi-use trail, and we did get hit by a snow machiner, and um, two of my dogs got badly hurt, and one needed surgery, and wildfire who needed surgery he was one of the dogs that i finished the race with last i did rod and he was barking and screaming to go at the finish line luncheon and um super attitude and, and i'm gonna miss his enthusiasm and and um his experience on the race this year but he's um recuperating and um uh, both willie willie and wildfire are showing signs of improvement and Maybe Willie will, um, he might have a chance at racing him. I did run with me yet, but he's still another, another about two weeks out on, on training, um, to be back in the team yet. Um, Wildfire, he's got a longer road of recovery, um, but he's, um, he's doing everything. The surgery went well and, Everything went really smooth, and and uh, his healing so far has been um, as best as it can go so far. And uh, so, Mavet had that did the surgery has really high hopes for him. To um, she thought she's very optimistic and thought that he'd be back in the team next year, running and racing. So um, um, we just gotta make sure we do a good job on limiting his use of him using his leg where he could heal and the bones could heal and um so far that's going good but um we got uh, many many weeks ahead of us to keep him calm and and uh, but so far everything's going good our final our final segment of the show is a segment we are bringing back from our first season it is called Usher Mount Rushmore, if you had to play replace the four presidents on Mount Rushmore with four faces of the Didrod, who would they be? You can pick anyone that has anything to do with the Didrod. Okay. I think I'd pick Isaac Oliesic. Um I'd pick Joe Reddington Sr. I'd pick 
Luke Swenson, and Susan Butcher. Good. Thank you so much for talking with us, Ryan. Good luck in the Iditarod this year. Thank you. Special thanks to Ryan Reddington for being on our show today. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review. Also, if you have any questions, comments, or people you would like to hear on our show, please email us at huskytalk1 at gmail.com. If we hear from you or you leave a review, we will read it on the show. We would also give credit to Hobo Jim for our intro song, the I did a ride trail song and our outro song, Reddington Run. Reddington's Run. <laughs>